Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary, scary edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LaBooth, and I got some creepy, creepy stuff for you today, boys and girls. <laughs> All right, man, how is everybody doing out there in scary podcast land? Just want to say thank you guys for listening every week. Sorry I'm late on this one. We had some storms come in last night. I didn't want to... uh, I don't like recording when it's doing that, so... We didn't record last night. I'm doing it this morning, trying to squeeze it in. We got some more storms coming in. Maybe so. But I'm doing it this Saturday for you people, because I love doing it, and you people love it too. Just want to say thank you guys for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for the new members all the time. So keep telling your friends about it. Keep letting this thing grow, 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 guys. But we got some good, scary uh, road stories to talk about again today. So without further ado, uh, once again, thank you from everybody around the world listening to me. It means a lot. I appreciate it. But don't forget to check out the YouTube channel. Numbers are doing good there, too. want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much. But, yeah. I guess we'll get on with the scary stories, and you know what that means. Find you a nice warm blanket. Cuddle up to the fire. Get yourself some hot coffee or hot cocoa or what you like to drink and hit play and relax and get ready to be scared. (laughs) All right, guys, strap in and get ready, because here we go. All right, our first story is Clinton Road. The legend of Haunted Clinton Road, America's most cursed highway. Oh, shit. Forgot to get my bifocals. Sorry about that. God. Sorry. (laughs) My hands were wanting to be retarded. All right. I am ready now. Mooey, mooey better. Okay, in West Millfield, Virginia, I mean in West, I don't know why I said Virginia, West Milford, uh, New Jersey, the Erie Clinton Road stretches almost 10 miles. It has one of the country's longest traffic lights, and it's oozing with unusual per, uh, phenomena. The road may not be much to see at first but when you consider clinton road's history it gets a lot more interesting the road and forest stretching around the haunted clinton highway are bursting with supernatural occurrences and legends from ghost sightings and strange creatures hiding in the trees to gatherings of witches Satanist and the Ku Klux Klan in the dead of night. There were very few homes on the uh, road, making anyone's journey through it a quite, quite lonely one. Or at least a local police chief put it. <laughs> it's a long, desolate stretch that makes the imagination go nuts. Whether it's just people's imaginations or no, or not, it's up for debate. 
it's a fact that strange things happen near the uh, haunted Clinton's Road, and too many have dared enter the enter its woods. Clinton's Road, Clinton's Road's Ghost Boy Bridge. Let me turn my. I'm gonna turn the light on a little bit higher here. Wrong one. Okay. The most talked about paranormal occurrence on the long stretch of Clinton Road is said to happen at midnight when the spirit of a young boy haunts a bridge near Dead Man's Curve. The story of how the ghost boy came to rest on Clinton Di on Clinton Road differ differs. Some say he fell into the river and drowned when he was uh, sitting on the edge of the bridge. Others say he fell into the water to avoid getting hit by an oncoming car. They say they say if you sit on the sit on the bridge, you can see someone. You can see. Oh, okay, let me do this again. They say if you sit on the bridge, you can summon the ghost boy by throwing a coin into the a coin into the water below. The ghost boy is said to return at midnight and place a coin back on the bridge. Others claim, <coughs> excuse me. Others claim he will enter. He will either toss the coin back into the bridge or place it back on the road the next morning. Pretty interesting. Some have reported his placing it in the middle of the road on the yellow line the next morning. Some have, some have even claimed that the ghost boy pushed them away from the bridge when they stood too close to its edge. Others have said that they have seen the face of the young boy's reflection back. So when they look in the water, instead of seeing their reflection, they'll see the little boys. Okay, back still. Okay. Here's what somebody uh, said when they uh, went there. Or, this is just a quote, I guess. They say if you sit on the bridge, you can summon the ghost boy by thought. Okay, we already said all that. So Here's a note, though. There are two bridges on Clinton Road, and both are somewhat near Dead Man's Curve. You'll see remains of coins off of coins off bridges in the uh, exact location is a bit controversial controversy con I can't talk this effing morning controversy uh, okay where was I freaking at most people uh, flock to the bridge closest to dead man's curve which may be the most likely place but there's another bridge a few miles south of dead man's curve is where y'all where you'll see a waterfall. Mm, so if you see the waterfall, I guess you're at the wrong bridge or you're too close or you're too far away. 
the Haunted Cross Castle. Now, this is some of the places on the road that are haunted. Tucked back into the woods, not far from the road, lines the ruins of what used to be the grand three-story stone and wooden structure named the Cross Castle. Named after its builder, Richard Cross, Cross built the large estate for himself and his family in 1905 and lived there until his death in 1917. His family then sold the property to the city of Newark in 1919. Sometime later, a fire ramped through the abandoned settlement, leaving only the stone structure behind. In 1988, the building was demolished, but not before it became a a haven for Satanist ceremonies, KKK meetings, and even, God bless it, and even, and even in the age of the castle was built. The surrounding woods were thought to be evil and full of witches and bad spirits. Very few were willing to enter the woods and even fewer would ever step into them at night. People who have braved the woods at night have heard strange chatting and uh, uh, manic laughing. So just like what they mean by that is just like just continuous ha ha ha, you know. Uh, where was I at? Manic, manic, manic. I hate it when I stop and talk and I lose my place. People who have braved. Okay, mechanic. Okay, here we go. Some have the. Uh, some have had. Some have had unexplained. Unexplained reasons and found animals sacrifices littered everywhere. Some have even had the unpleasant experience of bearing witness to a KKK gathering near the ruins. The Furnace of Clinton Road Yet another strange Clinton Road structure nestled against the trees, slowly craving uh, gathering moss and foliage. Excuse me is the furnace, an 18th century iron shelter. It has also been nicknamed the Duradoc, the Duradoc Temple, since legend says Druids would practice the rituals <coughs> there. There, it is, a, it is really known as uh, Clinton's Furnace, according to the Register of Historical Places. It is said that the horrible things that horrible things will come to pass to intruders in in that enter that enter the stone structure unannounced are an important uh, or an improper time the smell is now the uh, shelter or the uh, yeah the shelter is now fenced off to prevent trespassers from entering the crumbled structure and considering the tales told about the place. It may be for the best. So you can't go check this place out now, the Clinton Furnace. 
it's apparently fenced off, but you can walk around the uh, outskirts of it and see what you see. The Iceman's Dumping Ground. Not every horrific tale about Clinton's Road is supernatural. In May of 1983, a cyclist noticed a large vulture pecking at something in the woods close to the road. Upon, a hit, upon further inspection, the cyclist discovered a human corpse. Following an autopsy, it was uh, concluded that the man died due to foul play, but strangling did not die as recently as his body would suggest. Due to the uh, pres oh okay, due to the presence of ice crystals in the uh, veins of the dead man, it was determined that the man had died several days before, but the killer had frozen him to make the date of the uh, to make the date of the death seem more recent. The method the method is how Richard. Klarski, he's that hit man that worked for the uh, mob. He was the, uh, his name was the Iceman because he was just so cold. He was a cold killer. A hit man for the mob most of his adult life. Got the name the Iceman. The dead man was identified as Daniel Dapper, a business associate of Kerklarski in the and a known associate of the mob in nearby Rockland County, New York. A three-year investigation finally led to the arrest of the New Jersey local Iceman. He confessed to being the killer and made bold claims that he had killed hundreds of men throughout his life. The Iceman died in prison in October of 2005. So... He uh, used its stretcher road to dump off bodies, too. Wow, no wonder this place is so freaking haunted. And then this little article says, uh, America's Most Haunted Road. A ghost boy, dead man's curve, the ice man's brutal ground, a uh, drunk temple, satanic rituals, KKK meetings, and animal sacrifices and more. It is consistent consistence that so many bizarre events transport on these roads or is there a reason so much evil is attracted to clinton's clinton road and and its parts the consist consistence seems to have been have become patterns okay See what this says. Probably the most common story about Clinton's Road, okay, is of the young man. We already found that out. Okay, that's it for uh, Clinton's Road. I hope you enjoyed that little scary thing. <laughs> that's pretty creepy, though, about the bridge. If you get too close to the edge, the little boy will um, push you back so you don't die or anything. And then if you throw the coin, I think they said in the water, it'll be back on the uh, bridge the next morning. So, yeah, I found that pretty strange. But anyways, guys, if you live around that area up there, let me know about it. Tell me about it. Find me on uh, Facebook on Ghost Stories Told from the South, guys. I would really appreciate some uh, 
you know, you guys telling me y'all stories that live close to these areas. All right, let me get a drink and we'll get on with the next story. Ah, all right. Next one we have. All right, the next one we have is Death Road in Warren County, New Jersey. New Jersey is New Jersey is no stranger to creepy stories. Home to the Westfield Watcher, the New Jersey Devil, and the uh, Devil's Tower in uh, Alpine. The Garden State is currently an airy place to be during Halloween. It is also has some incredible, cur uh, some incredible street names. From Sesame Street and Antico to the Manilov Avenue in Highstown to the Silly Go-Go Way in La Filette and La Lavalette. But no one as famous as spooky as Warren County's Shades of Death Road. The New Jersey street is packed full of creepy folklore with myths. Legends ranging from murders to uh, weird beasts and outbreaks of uh, strange, th strange stuff. And in honor of the... Okay, never mind. Okay, the shady history. Shades of Death Road runs along the woods and campgrounds of Jenny Jump State Park or State Forest which has its own spooky origin story. According to the Atlas Obscura, Obscura, it is believed that the park got its name from an unfortunate incident involving a girl named Jenny. It is said that the young girl named Jenny was in these woods with her father when the uh, Menaces tribe in the Le... Le Lee Knapp Native Americans came across the pair. Jenny's father felt frightened and con uh, considered, oh, and con concurred. <clears throat> so he told he told his daughter to jump. Jenny jumped as a tra as a tragic as the story might be. Others say there was no sad start to the state park. It is simply named after the uh, vision of the original Lamnap name. Shades of Death Road, the sh sh uh, Shades of Death Road's name is a bit of a mystery. It is believed that the road was originally named the Shades because of the tree canopy that hangs over the whole length of the route. However, after many fateful in, uh, events, locals are said to have added death to the name, which uh, clearly stuck. Woo. The earliest folktale 
originated in the area about a pack of what weird New Jersey calls f- fear, uh, a, a weird beast. Whether wildcats, dogs, or some other mysterious creatures, the area was so well known for the beast that Petersburg section, the Petersburg section of Warren's County is still referred to as Cat Hollow and Cat Swamp. Cat Swamp. Apparently, there were there were enough animal attacks that locals rightfully feared the region. Another legend recounts the numerous murders in its meadow by a band of highwaymen and squatters. The rough and ready gang would fight over women and rob whoever was traveling <coughs> excuse me, traveling the area along often resulting in death or murder. In addition, it was the squatters would slit the throats of unsuspecting uh, wanderers, stealing all they had. In return, the locals rounded up the outlaws and hung them all along the road as a warning to be a warning to other people like, hey, don't be doing this shit or we'll hang you. There is also a lesser known report of a 42 report of 42 lynchings in the region. At least three murderers happened here in the 1920s and 30s. One man was murdered near his car with his axe over a collection of gold coins. One woman was brutally killed was brutally killed or one woman brutally killed her husband and then buried his head in one side of the Shades Death Road Death Road. So she cut his head off and buried it on one side of the road. His torso and others. And one unsolved murder involved a man named Bill Cummins who was shot near his residence and roughly buried under a pile of debris. With these murders that with the murders that were said to have occurred here, the locals coined the Rhodes moniker Death to Warn Death to warn the others of its danger. But perhaps Shades of Death Road acquired its name not from the murder, but rather from the natural uh, phenomenon that literally plagued the region. Known roughly as the Great Meadows, the area of New Jersey was quite swampy in the 1850s. An outbreak of... Oh. Malarell's mosquitoes swamped the area and settlements that uh, resided here as a as locals as locals continued the yearly uptick in the uh, mosquito bite deaths and the passing of family members and friends they referred to the deathly aspect of living in the meadows the effects were particularly extreme, according to the 1877 written account of Mariah, who Mariah here, a local doctor, William, 
Iroh started or yeah stated that the intermittent were very severe, and many of the residents expected the usual attacks of chills in the spring. While a family moving into the neighborhood from a uh, non-memorial district seldom ex escaped the uh, ravages of the Misa Masama is one of is one from or another years later the state offered a hundred thousand to drain the swamp which was expensive and in an end and involved once drain once draining was complete in 1844 cases of mal malaria oh it's malaria cases of malaria waned but the shades debt but shades of death road was continuous reminder of what had passed so they had an outbreak of malaria from the mosquitoes and they drained the swamp see that's just another thing where man came in and had to mess with mother nature the deathly hauntings of course with any scary new jersey haunt there are the ghost stories sightings and experiences one ghost story calls a car full of teenagers roaring with joy after they spent hours dancing the night away at their high school prom. The night was misty and dark, and when the driver lost control, the whole vehicle ran into a ditch. A teenager passenger was tragically killed. <coughs> Excuse me. It is said that one rainy that on rainy nights you can see a young girl wandering the deathly wandering the deathly roadside in her prom dress death just seems to hover in the area a paranormal investigator and writer for the weird new jersey visited the road in the early fall of 1994 and shared his experience. He heard many origin stories about Jenny Jump State Park, but asserted that a young girl named Jenny jumped into the lake and died. He tells many stories of violence and colonial history from the area's first settling from the other, uh, yeah, first settling. He claims that the common phenomenon is the ghost of Jenny, who is seen walking on water. There are urban, there are urban legends, yes, but the but he believes there has been documented paranormal activity. the The interview has, the interview has been on the road. Five times in all different seasons. At night, he has heard sounds of dogs barking, animal uh, animals running through the woods, and people talking. And saw the fog on the lake. On a later trip, he went looking for the uh, murder house that dates back to the 1940s when a woman kidnapped children at a uh, summer camp after her child went missing and went on to murder 
these kids in her ha- in her house over a series of years. <coughs> Excuse me. When he visited the ruins of the house and proceeded to investigate, the mailbox inexplainably burst into flames, scaring the life out of him and his cousin. He was so scared that he left his camera and tripped to flee the area as soon as possible. So this guy was so scared when he seen this, I would be too, dropped his camera and hauled some ass. After a quick Dunkin' Donuts run and rest until it was late, he returned for this returned to this site, where he discovered the rusted mailbox intact. The house was to, uh, was torn down in the early two uh, thousands, uh, and the experience completely uh, outlandish is to his sensibilities. A haunting line from the podcast states, Jersey is uh, one screwed up state. There is a lot of history and a lot of dark history. A lot of le- a lot of legends. Okay, our last thing right here. We're going to go over the Meadows Fog. The Meadows Fog, the legend has it that early settlers protook in massacring the local tribes, draining them of, oh, drowning them or tossing their bodies into the lake. Apparently, when you see the fog, you can uh, sometimes see apparitions of those murdered natives left from the sky above. That's sad. All right, to close up here. Shades of Death Road is a paved seven-mile stretch just off of 180. That weaves through farmland and along a section of Jenny Jump State Forest. Most visitors get scared when they Google Maps display the road's names name, while others begin to be intrigued. The street is marked by a printed post rather than classic metal signs. So if you ain't got nothing to do and you're around that area, if you haven't been there yet, go check it out and report to me, man. Please. All right. What do we have? Okay. Take a quick break and we will be right back. You ever look up at the sky at night? look at the stars and wonder, are we the only ones really out here? Have you ever wondered how much our government hides from us? Have you ever wondered, why so many mysteries go unsolved? What really happens? What's the clues? What's the evidence? Ever wonder if Bigfoot or Mothman is real? Then, if so, come listen to this podcast called What's Really Out really There. Out there. And I am your host, Stephanie Booth. And, and I am my your co host, Stephen Booth of Faja. And if you're into UFOs, unsolved urban legends, unsolved mysteries. murders, mysteries, uh, unexplained stuff that happened, urban legends, we're into all of that. Conspiracy stuff, too. We go dive into that. So if you're looking for a new 
podcast that tells that kind of stuff, then you uh, need to listen to what's, what's really, really out, out there. there. And we are on Spotify and iHeart and Pandora, I think. But we are pretty much on every mm -hmm. platform. We have a YouTube channel, too, or channel. So go check that out. It's called What's Really Out There. So come check us out. Once again, I'm your co-host, Stephen Booth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Booth. And this is What's, What's Really, really out, out There. We'll see you at the next episode, guys. Our next story is Kelly Road in Ohioville, Pennsylvania. In Ohioville, Pennsylvania, there is a one-mile stretch of Kelly Road where outrageously bizarre, bizarre activity has alleged been witnessed. Kelly Road, Kelly Road is surrounded by dark, thick woods, certainly not helping in making it any less creepy. Reportedly, when animals hits its piece of land, they turn from sweet and passive to eagle to evil and aggressive, violently chasing other animals and even the people. Freakly, uh, freakly, I can't even uh, look my dog in the eye right now. Apparitions have reportedly been spotted and unexplained noises have been allegedly heard. The strange happenings of Kelly Road haven't been definitely explained, but many believe it has something to do with the cult activity of the past and possible curses that may have been put on the land. Under normal circumstances, Kelly Road looks like any other road in western Pennsylvania. It has... It's a two lane it's a two mile stretch that connects the towns uh, towns of industry of or industry in Ohioville. It's just uh, it's just over two miles long. Dozens of people call it their home. Call it their home and most of them most of them are unaware of the road's uh, rich supernatural history. Many of them do not realize that less than a mile away from their own front doors, one of Beaver County's oldest mysteries remains there. One evening, I went for a walk, says Dan Malley, who lived on the road as a boy. About half a mile into the walk, I heard chickens chackling. I turned around to see eight or, eight or nine chickens chattering at me. I ran, but they kept right on chasing me. They came out of nowhere, but once I passed the mile, they just stopped. A few days later, the same thing happened with these with goats. So one day he had chickens, you know, chasing him. Next day he had goats. Dan's experience wasn't uncommon. Many other residents and visitors of the road had experienced similar phenomenon. My neighbors, my neighbors warned me about the road, Dan says. They told me that the road was called Mystery Mile because things like that happen all the time. Animals chase you down the street, 
might seem a little silly, but there have been other occurrences in Mystery Mile. There are far more disturbing, disturbing, that are far more disturbing. Former resident Miles Griffin used to operate a small farm on the road. One morning, I went out to feed the animals, and the chicken feed was full of bugs. He claims the entire bag was ruined, and the exterminator did not have an explanation. He'd never seen anything, anything like it. Neither had I. Insects were not the only problem Miles ex that Miles experienced at his farm. A few times, I'd be woken up in the middle of the night by the animals. They'd just go crazy making all kinds of racket. Then, just all of a sudden, they'd stop. I would hear anything for the I wouldn't hear anything for the rest of the night. But when I checked on them in the morning, I'd find my bowels turn my bowels torn to shreds, scared, scattered everywhere. It hadn't taken too long for me to get out of there. Wow. Woke up and found them torn to shreds. So if anybody knows anything about this little story, let me know too. Kelly Road. That one seemed pretty cool. Okay, our next one. is all right our next one is dead man's curve in colorado said by some of the most haunted places in ohio oh no this one ain't colorado my bad it's ohio <laughs> i'm a ding dong <clears throat> said by some of the most haunting places in ohio Dead's man, Dead Man's Curve does not seem to have a dark history. This allegedly haunted stretch of road is between Amalaya and Bethel in the village of Batam in Claremont County, where Route 222 meets Route 125. Urban legend says that the stretch of road is haunted by a faceless hitchhiker. He is said to roam the area late at night, usually between 1.20 and 1.40. Hitching a ride, sometimes appearing in the middle of the road where unsuspecting drivers hit him. Only to jump and chase your car afterwards. People report seeing that strange man, man in the, uh, on the side of the road. Others tell of their car being pelted with rocks from some, from someone unseen. Those who have gotten close enough to him to get a good look all report the same thing. There's no sign of his face at all. It's just blackness. That's weird, having no face. That's Jackson. <coughs> the road itself does a uh, reputation the road itself has a reputation for being dangerous. After all, it's not called Dead Man's Curve for nothing. <coughs> Excuse me. Oddly, there's not, in, not even much of a curve at Dead Man's Curve. 
at least not anymore. This stretch of road was originally a part of the Ohio Turnpike built in 1831. The original road was designed in a way that it curved sharply at the top of the hill, causing many horses and carriages to slide or roll off down hillside in, in turn. Chasing a straightened and winded and winded for four lanes. There was said to have been a celebrity oh a ceremonial ribbon cutting cutting at the end of the dead man's curve. However, this it, turn, turned out to be a bit premature. A month later, there was a huge accident at the uh, intersection at Impala with five teenagers inside that was hit by a green roadrunner said to have been traveling at 100 miles an hour. Only one person survived the wreck. By most accounts, it was after the accident that the faceless hitchhiker started to appear. There have also been reports of green roadrunner of uh, green roadrunners. If you're not, if you're wondering what that is, it's not talking about the animal. Back in the seventies, they had a muscle car that was a roadrunner, so that's what they're referring to. Anyways, Roadrunner chasing drivers down on that stretch of road from time to time since then. Since that accident, it is said that over 70 people have been killed at the uh, intersection. We haven't verified this number yet, but we do know there have been numerous accidents there. Considering the road is pretty much a flat stretch, a flat straight run, this fact does seem to be a bit weird. It's not, or I'm not sure why that, why time, why the time from 120 to 140, when an old faceless likes to uh, cause trouble, but I guess it might have been something to do with the time of the accident. I asked the Ohio State uh, Patrol about this, and what they said doesn't exactly match up to the urban legends. Legend. He says, here's their response to my question. The uh, intersection is loca er, located at 1032-mile spot of SR-125. There have been 25 reported crashes that have been reported here between these two points. Since the beginning of 2008, 18 people have, uh, there's been 18 accidents and seven people, I think it looks like have died there since then. So you got to watch out for that crazy curve, guys. It'll get you. It sounds like. So if you're from that area, let me know about old dead man's curve. Okay. Let me get my notes for my last story. Yeah, all right. Okay, our last story is about Riverdale Road in Colorado. This one is in Colorado, not the last one. But, all right, let's see. Let 
Riverdale Road, situated just outside of Denver, Colorado, has gained a notorious reputation as the most haunted road in America. This eerie stretch of road is known for its numerous accounts of accidents, sightings of headless animals, eerie chanting voices, and apparitions. Referred to by some as the Gates to Hell, Riverdale is steeped in ghostly tales that sent shivers down the spine. Many of these hauntings have roots roots in dark and gruesome histories, such as the lynching of of runaway slaves. One particular chilling legend revolves around an underground chicken coop said to summon evil spirits, excuse me, evil spirits and demonic entities. <coughs> Numerous paranormal investigators have devoured into the mysteries of the Riverdale Road, validating the claims of apparition sightings and other paranormal phenomenon. Investigators have reported experience sensations of breath on their necks while possibly by passer by passers passer 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 people passing by is what I'm trying to F and say here. Where was I at? Okay, while people passing by have often described an overwhelming feeling of being followed. One of the notable features along Riverdale Road is the infamous Gates to Hell. Constructed from old rusty iron, the individual responsible for these gates decided into madness after their uh, completion, uh, burning his own mansion with his family inside. Jesus. So after he made this gate, supposedly burn his whole family up. Freaking weird, man. Though he was never apprehended or persecuted for their murders, it is said that those who venture down this road may encounter the ghostly figure of a woman dressed in the dressed in white near the gates, searching for her slain children. According to the haunting tales of Riverdale Road is a tragic incident from 1970 involving a Camaro racing down the road that ended in a fatal crash. Today, many individuals claim to witness the apparition of a phantom Camaro with one headlight out, uh, uh, tailing them during both day and night. So this, this ghost you can see during the day, that would creep me the fuck out. I'm sorry. I'd be one scared little boy. <laughs> Riverdale service services as a chilly reminder of paranormal activity. Those seeking to explore its haunted history and uncover these secrets lurking with the spectacle realm. That was a good one, man. So if like like I always say, if you guys are there in the area. Uh, check it out and report for me. You people that listen to me in Colorado, check it out for me, man. 
But I think I'm going to wrap the show up there. Hope you guys enjoyed the show today. I think it was pretty good and awesome. Um, Yeah, I really liked it. I liked it. And I hope you liked it. Still going to be covering more roads for the summertime, and then I'll get into something else. or I don't know what I'll get into, but I'll keep talking about some scary shit, man. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. Remember, go check out my uh, Facebook page, Ghost Stories Told from the South. Talk to me there. there. Tell me about your stories. And uh, don't forget the YouTube channel. And you can get this podcast on any platform now. We're on Spotify, Pandora. Um, we're on everything, guys. So go check us out. Amazon, uh, iTunes, all that good stuff. We're there. So y'all guys keep listening and uh, keep uh, growing with us. And hey. Who knows? We might just uh, come to your town and tell some stories. But I think that'd be cool. Do some meet and greet sometime. But anyways, guys, we will see you guys later. Have a good one. Be scary. And uh, it's going to be a little cool night. Maybe have some thunderstorms tonight. would be a good night to tell some scary stories around a fire. But you guys be good. Be spooky. We'll see you later. Bye.